Stuff. Welcome to a very special ultra-packed episode number 235 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I welcome back Gina Lina to talk about her brand new record. I welcome back Super Stoli to talk about her brand new EP, and I welcome back Allison Faith Levy to talk about her brand new Hanukkah song, All I Want for Hanukkah is a Ukulele. So I'm not going to talk that much. We're going to get right into these episodes. First, we're going to hear from Gina Lena, then hear her song, Save the Mighty River. Then we'll hear Super Stoli, and she's going to talk about Fuerte Sin Parar, and then Allison Faith Levy and her song, All I Want for Hanukkah is a Ukulele. That's right, it's an early holiday gift from your friends at the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you very, very soon. It is, it's a great day. What can I say? It's it's a Tuesday afternoon, and I'm so happy to welcome back my friend Gina Lena to the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. How are oh, you doing hi, today? I'm, I'm doing really great. Just got back from the gym, and I'm feeling really energized. Oh, so it's nice. Been nice to talk with you. Nice. The endorphins are flowing. I, <laughs> yeah. uh, I've spent all day uh, sitting, so I'm glad that one of us <laughs> is feeling good and getting some exercise. Okay. I've got enough for both of us. All right, sweet. So, um, we talked before we had a pretty in-depth conversation about the music that you make and why you do it. Um, I think we talked about it was actually almost exactly a year ago, slightly over a year ago is in uh, mm-hmm. November, October, November 2018. But here we are in December 2019 and you have a new record out called Small But Mighty. And um, I, it, it's a little bit of a different approach for you, I think, thematically. Um, and I'd just love to hear from you a little bit about what inspired you to make this record. What are some of the themes? And then we'll talk about a few of the songs. Okay, that sounds great. First of all, Mike, thank you so much for having me on this because it's so exciting to talk about your ideas. Oftentimes, I think artists um, work so hard on the pre-production and the recording stage, and then they release an album, and it feels a little bit anticlimactic because You've spent an entire, um, you know, hours and days and months working on this, and it's out, and you don't know how to express all the emotion that came into the time that was leading up to it. Um, so I guess I'll first start by saying that um, I've got four albums before Small But Mighty, and it was one of my original hopes to write an album for each of my children. So I've got four kids, and um, they grow up really fast, and I also you know, try my best to be as fair as possible. So if one kid gets an album, then everybody has an album, and, <laughs> and every, every kid has a song dedicated to them. And you know, in my music videos, they all get a feature somewhere. So it's kind of important for me to make them feel like they're really um, part of this, because um, you know, if it weren't for having them in my life, I really wouldn't have a lot of these ideas coming to mind and I think that they have so much to share with the world just through the way they approach things with curiosity and forgiveness and love and determination and I think the world honestly is better by learning from um, how children um, behave and how children think so really after those four um, CDs were done I felt really complete and happy that my goal had been completed Um, and so small but mighty came along and it was quite a surprise. I call it sort of my accidental child <laughs> because I really wasn't intending, I, was, I wasn't intending on, you know, getting into the nitty gritty of recording again and songwriting, but I had a couple songs um, 
sitting around. One of them was called Save the Mighty River that I had written for World River Day in a couple years ago. And as I started to piece them together, I started feeling like I had something different to say on this particular album. It wasn't, the album is definitely inspired by my children and living with them, but I felt like I had more of, of my personal voice um, coming back to me. So rather than only focusing on documenting the things that we do, um, I was also trying to weave in really important messages that I wanted my children and perhaps other children um, to hear. And so um, one of the songs that I've written was called Shine Like the Northern Lights, and that was um, a song dedicated to uh, my daughters who are right now 10 and 9 and I wanted them to understand that beauty comes from inside and with all the messages of social media and kind of growing up as a female um, and any of the challenges that might be presented with that at the end they can kind of look inside and hopefully they have good, these strong values and a belief in who they are um, and that their beauty comes from within so I sort of wrote that shine like the northern lights and it had a really different approach because my girls are a little bit older myself I was kind of exploring a few different sounds and I realized that it was deeper and richer than things that I'd written in the past. So I just sort of allowed myself to continue on this journey of um, exploring new sounds and new songs, really thinking about things that I wanted to pass on to my children. I know this is going to sound morbid, but I think about death is not something that I don't think about. So I, I'm open. We talk about death at home and what would happen if, you know, maybe one day I wasn't here, or if I got cancer or, you know, all those sort of those difficult topics. And I think for myself, when I was writing this, I was imagining a couple of things. One is, are there things that I would love to say to my kids while I have the time with them? And if so, here's an album from me um, for them, kind of wrapping around some of these the, the ideas and uh, things that I believe in and uh, have value and uh, place my value in. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so that was kind of how the album was sort of slowly starting to piece together is just really unintentionally um, and out of a sense of desire to pass messages onto my kids in really fun ways. Um, and the big clincher was a song, Small But Mighty. I'd done a performance at a grassroots uh, concert um, hosted by Starling's Kids in Calgary. And um, in it, I had asked the host's son to introduce me. Um, and I thought that would just be the most meaningful. And so Oliver stood up and he said a few things. And afterwards, I said, Oliver, that was a really fantastic introduction to my music. It was really heartfelt and really honest and truly one of the most meaningful introductions I've ever had in any of my shows. And I asked him, how did you feel about that? And he told me that he was really scared and he was really nervous to stand up and speak in front of a large crowd of audience members, but he felt really good about it. And that particular grassroots organization had put on a show highlighting and um, highlighting the value of kids and focusing on the uh, resilience that children can build and the importance of empathy in their lives. And it also... Um, on the flip side, really empowered adults to be the champions that children need. So those are a lot of big thoughts. Wow, and yeah. when I went back, there's a lot of really big thoughts on there. And when I went back and I sat in the airplane, I just thought of all the ways that children and these small 
people or people who are regarded as small can have a lot of worth and impact in this world. So I was thinking about children and thinking about the displaced people and thinking about minorities and thinking about, you know, people who maybe have, you know, kind of live on the fringes and how oftentimes they're considered quote unquote small. <laughs> Me too. I'm small. I'm only five, three and a half. But oh, so, well, that half counts for a lot. That, that counts for a lot. <laughs> and so I was just thinking about how in little and unexpected ways, these small people can rise up and make a big difference in the world. Mm -hmm. So um, when I finally got home, I sat down in my my thinking chair and I grabbed my guitar and the song came out in 10 minutes, wow. wrote it out. I sent it over to my host and asked her to show it to Oliver. And I said, Oliver, can you imagine a conversation with you and a show that your mom had organized from grassroots ground up has resulted in this song? And wow. I have no idea how this song is going to impact other kids, but my hope is that when they read these words, every child, they have a name, every spark can be a flame, one idea can bloom to fame, small but mighty. Yeah. I hope that these children will feel their value and know that whatever they do, um, they have a very meaningful contribution to this world. Definitely. And and speaking of of contribution, um, your your music. We we talked a lot about your musical contribution and how you you've got like this really interesting sound and you play with really good players and you yourself are a really good player. And you mentioned um, one of the songs before, right? So you and I had talked about we went to key in on a few, and one of the ones that I think really highlights just about everything you said, you know, being aware of what's happening around us. And, but also like on the musical side of things, like what you're doing is uh, save the mighty river. So you mentioned that Ooh. that was written for what was, what was the save the river day? Is that what oh, you yeah. said? So it was World Rivers Day. Um, World Rivers Day is a um, is another idea generated from this fellow called Mark Angelo. And a couple of years ago I was invited to play and um I, at the time, I didn't have any uh, river songs, although we live close to a river. We live by the Fraser River, and I have a great affection for bodies of water. Um, but because I was invited to play for this event, I was so inspired. So I sat down in my thinking chair, yeah. <laughs> and I grabbed my guitar, and the cycle sort of repeated itself um, you know, be beforehand. Um, and essentially, typically, it's not atypical for me to write a song a few days before that particular event. And so that's what I did with Save the Mighty River. I sat down and pretty much the words that you're hearing um, in this song is what I came up with when I sat down for 10 minutes in my thinking chair with my guitar, imagining that I was going to be performing for World Rivers Day, trying to, you know, exclaim the importance of the river. And um, what I love so much about this particular song, which is it starts, it, it's in a done um, sort of as a narrative. So I wanted to imagine myself um, speaking from the voice of the river um, and telling the story to the listeners, the children, the people that were in there so that they could learn to love it. Because, you know, one thing that's kind of important in my life is that if I don't understand something, I, I just won't love it. Mm -hmm. And so if I understand the river and how it works and what it does for me, there's a better chance that I'm going to be able to care for it and love it and want to do things to uh, keep it thriving. Um, so in Save the Mighty River, uh, that's exactly what happened. I was really inspired by an event um, put, uh, that was um, 
I was really inspired by this event, sat down, the words just came very naturally. I actually, I should also, actually I do remember some stuff. Um, leading up to this particular song and this event, I had also been doing some research online. So I'd been reading about rivers and um, how they work and how they draw the um, the waters from the mountains down to the lowest point to keep our lands from flooding over, to protect the animals, what kinds of food sources they provide for the um, fauna and the flora that are there. And so my head was sort of filled with a lot of this information and facts. And then when I finally sat down to write it, I had, it was very easy to sort of put my emotions um, to partner with all these other thoughts that I had had in my head. That's so great. So the research comes together with like the, the way that you, you know, it does, it does get a emotional reaction when you see a body of water, like a river or, or a lake or a stream or the ocean. It, it, for a lot of people, it can be a really, really calming thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that I love that those two are tied together. So the last song that I want, I mean, I want everyone to listen to every one of these songs. But the <laughs> last one that I want to hear about is the last track on the album. It's song number 13. Uh, I, I already uh, told you that I would embarrass myself if I tried to pronounce <laughs> it. So uh, tell me, tell, tell me the name of the song and a little bit about what it means to you. Sure. Okay. So the song is called Ishan Ishan Liang Jing Jing. And the direct translation, um, well, this song is the title of a very common Mandarin song, which you all know, it is Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Uh-huh. So um, the title is Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star in Mandarin, but the words are is actually a translation of the song that I wrote for my girls called Shine Like the Northern Lights. Um, but there was a little bit of a cultural... Uh, um, a cultural... Um, what was what, what am I trying to say? Um, the Canadian culture would understand the concept of northern lights because mm-hmm. you know we live by Northwest Territories and it's and and those northern uh, territories and provinces, so we can understand that beauty a lot more um, clearly. Mm-hmm. However, uh, in China, they're a little bit slightly slightly southern than us, um, but also they don't really have this uh, as much of a prominence. Uh, for the Northern Lights. However, they are very familiar with stars and the song Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is very common for them. So all that to say is that it's a translation of the song Shine Like the Northern Lights, but done with some cultural modifications. Mm -hmm. And I translated this with my friend Ariel Lee. um, And together we stuck close to the, uh, the meaning of it, which was really raising up this idea of every child has their value and don't be afraid to show who you are let your light shine from within for that is where your worth is going to come from and that is also how you're going to be helping other people is by being yourself um and so when i sing it in mandarin i actually feel um I, i feel mandarin i feel like i'm back into my taiwanese roots because i'm singing lyrics that i know the um uh, Mandarin people from Taiwan, people from China are going to be able to relate to a lot better mm-hmm. than if I were to sing it in English. Wow. Amazing. Well, yeah, it's again, it's, it's such a, you do such a great job, you know, with the attention to musical detail um, and just the, the way this flows, like it's a really fun collection of songs and it's really beautiful. And I love 
the the messages that you're you're sharing and you know i mean with songs like with song titles like my family keeps me warm like what's not to love about this so <laughs> it was uh it was really great to um to talk to you again and and how can folks keep up with you and and follow you and get their hands on this music what's the best ways for folks to do that yeah you know i think um as an independent artist the best way is just to you know get onto my uh, my socials so you can keep up on what I'm doing. I've got a really exciting international tour happening next January, my first one. Wow. I'm bringing some of these songs over to China. And uh, so socials are a great way to do it. Um, and really just supporting the music and spreading just spreading the word, uh, you know, picking up a copy or two off the website or downloading one, sending one to a friend. Um, essentially, the value of the song comes from the people that are listening to it because, you know, hopefully the songs are moving enough so that there's kind of a ripple effect. Um, people are inspired to kind of, you know, um, it's just, you know, there's things within them that are moving to uh, want to grow or hear more. Or um, in any case, the best way would just be to continue to talk about the music and Mike what you're doing is really great too because it helps us indie artists have a platform in which we can kind of share and get a little bit deeper with our music and yeah. uh, like I said earlier with the river song it's I can only care for the river when I understand it and I, I think similarly for these independent artists and for myself included people are going to be able to appreciate the songs when they hear the stories behind them mm -hmm. um, so so I'm excited for these opportunities definitely, definitely. well it was a total pleasure and it was great to talk to you again and the new record is awesome small but mighty everyone check it out thank you gina lena you're welcome thanks so much and now here is gina lena's song save the mighty river
And here is our very, very good friend here on the Good Stuff Kids podcast, Super Stoli. It is a it's a beautiful day, right? Like there's no there's no denying it. Where I am, it's a beautiful day. And I am so pumped to welcome back Stoli, Super Stoli, I should say, to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you today? Hello, I'm great. Thanks for having me back. Totally. So, I mean, I love setting the scene, especially when the scene is so uh, interesting from from where I am. I'm sitting in like a library type situation. But where where are you right now? I am in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. It's a beach town on the Pacific side of Mexico. I live here in the winter. I'm uh, sitting right on my porch watching the hummingbirds come up to the feeder seeing the palm trees wave in the wind Amazing. and watching a bus bumble down the cobblestone street. <laughs> the, the, wow. The picture has been painted. That's beautiful. Um, there you go. So, so last time we talked, we got the full scoop on, on how you got into kids music and why you do what you do. And one thing that I think is really, um, you know, having followed you, like since we are officially friends, right, we're Facebook official friends, um, following you on, on Facebook a little bit, I've seen that you, you don't stay in one place very long. So over the last even like four months, I've seen you. I, I, I mean, tell, tell us where you've been and, and what sort of drives you to, to sort of live out this travel experience that your life is. Yeah, it's been a very busy few months. Um, well, this is I'm in Mexico for my fifth season. Down here, I've met so many actually Canadians, but just other people from the North who come here for the winter to escape the cold. And those relationships have kind of fueled my tour schedule over the past couple of years. So this past summer uh, was my third time touring up to Canada, but I expanded it every year. It got bigger and bigger exponentially. And this year, uh, the goal was 60 shows in a hundred days. So that countdown started July 24th and ended November 1st, my arrival back here in Puerto Vallarta. So um, I went through, well, over to Toronto, up to Escanaba, Michigan, through Western Canada, down the West Coast, back in the middle, down through Texas, and then got here. So it was, the last bit of it was about 40 days on the road. Is that right? No, it was nine weeks, nine times seven. Okay, 63 days (laughs) on the road and 9,000 miles for that last bit of it. And uh, I ended up doing, if you, I had to fudge the math on my publicity <laughs> stunt. Uh-huh. I did like 30-something grown-up shows, 12 or 15 kids shows, uh, a few like mini concerts in someone's private home, and then I included all the shows I went to. So I hit 65 out of 100. <laughs> wow. That's that's good math. I like that. That's a 65% yeah. solid. Um Stats, love stats. Stats are important for for musicians. <laughs> they mean they mean everything. Um, so okay, but and that's really cool. And it's cool to hear that you're able to to go and and live your dream and spend your spend your your sort of cold months season in a, a place that is beautiful and amazing and got to be inspiring for you. And I know that um, being in Mexico, you've immersed yourself in the 
in the culture and in the language, so much so that um, you're uh, you're really focused on on the dual language music that you're making for kids. So you you have a couple new songs that are that you've released an EP and a single, and I just wanted to hear a little bit about the the new stuff. So tell me about Fuerte Sin Parar. A I don't my I know some Spanish, but my Spanish is not great. So w- translate that one for me and tell me a little <laughs> bit about what that song is about and and how you used it to uh, to to honor Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah, well, even beyond Hispanic Heritage Month, which is September fifteenth through October fifteenth, um, yeah, my life has just kind of swayed more um, bilingual and you know internationally in the past few years and so much that it's become an important part of me and my music and what I want to share with children when I do those shows. So this has been a few years in the making and I've just decided I'm going to do batch by batch, little by little with these bilingual songs. But that first single that was released in September is called Fuerte Sin Parar, which means literally strong without stopping Mm -hmm. and it's a reference to just singing at the top of your lungs so that song is a bilingual translation i released a song called top of our lungs in 2012 on my press play album for kids and remixed it into kind of a pop dance track translated the lyrics kind of jumbled up the song put a rap in the middle so now it's a fully bilingual pop version of a song that's seven years old. And um, I think my focus with making bilingual music for kids is not necessarily teaching the Spanish language or vice versa, speaking, teaching English to Spanish speakers. It's more about providing music as entertainment for children who are being raised bilingually or who speak both languages or they're learning one from a young age. So it's, it's just music for kids. It's in two languages. Cause if you can speak two, why not have music in both? Yeah, definitely. And that led to, you know, you said you're, you're um, going to be releasing stuff in, in chunks and you just put out an EP called Ola Ola, but it is not the way it sounds. There's some differences <laughs> in the words, which you taught me, and I think is really important that uh, we share this knowledge with the listeners who may not know the subtle difference. Yes. Well, I didn't realize this was a different word for many years, but most people know hola means hello, and it's spelled H-O-L-A. But if you take off the H, sounds the same, hola, but it means wave, like an ocean wave or your hand waving hello. So the album is called Hola Hola, which means Hello Wave. And it's just kind of, it's like a Spanish homophone. I don't know if there's a word for that in Spanish, but yeah. So this, the EP has three original songs, Fuerte Sin Parar, which is a pop dance remix. With a rap in it. Don't forget the rap rap. section. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then there is Las Olas del Mar, which means the waves of the sea and it's again in English and Spanish, and it talks about how the movement of the waves. So when I perform that song, I have the kids dancing with ribbons and going up and down and fast and slow like the waves move. And then Boca 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 is a third time presentation of that song, which was first released acoustically and then on my 10 year anniversary album as a 
reggaeton remix. You know, like the uh-huh. uh, Despacito. Yeah, like that's a best. reggaeton. Yeah, the best. Um, but then for this bilingual EP, I dual languaged it up. And so it's in English and Spanish. And they're like two total different melody tracks that overlay. So if you can sing along in Spanish and someone else can sing in English and you just kind of like, it's almost like your waves as well crashing into each other. Nice, nice, beautiful. Yeah. And so this music is available where people get their music, um, whether it be Spotify or Apple Music or, or even what's the best way to like support you, the artist, in terms of getting this music? That's a great question. Well, anywhere people listen to music digitally does kick back to artists. So that is helpful. Just listen. Just put Super Stoli on play and go to sleep. Thank you. <laughs> check, please. check, please. Done. Uh-huh. But no, the best way is to just go straight to my website, which is superstoli.com. And mm-hmm. right from there, you can order CDs. But this last release is only digital. Mm. I'm kind of moving in that direction along okay. with the music industry. Sure. Um, but you can download the tracks directly and then, you know, load them up on whatever listening device you have. Hmm. Any, any perks is, to... Uh, any perks to getting it on your website? I'm glad you asked. And <laughs> this is only for those in the know, which is anyone listening right now. Um, if you order the music through my website, there's also a bonus track, which is the song Remember Me from the movie Coco, which was the 2017 Grammy winning song. Mm. And it's also in English and Spanish. And I love, I love playing that. I've been playing that song a lot for adults here in Puerto Vallarta as well. Because it's just a really good song to remember those have mo- who have moved on. So, nice. Recuérdame. Uh-huh. Remember me. Nice. Um, so, for those of us who may be uh, traveling to the Puerto Vallarta area, uh, you're there doing you, mostly adult music when you're there, or is there some kids' things that are happening as well, or is this all like on a calendar or things like that? I'm mostly performing for adults while I'm here and working on booking my summer children's performances Uh um but i'm always looking for opportunities here it's just it's a different um i don't know it's a different vibe but i i do do something really cool that i I would love to share um one of the places i play at weekly here um is tucked in this little neighborhood that is you know it's a mix of expats tourists and nationals and there are a bunch of kids in the neighborhood who gather at the bar every Saturday. They're called La Brigada de la Basura, which means the garbage brigade. <laughs> and they go around the neighborhood and pick up all the garbage, and then the bar feeds them lunch. And they do this every Saturday year-round. And when I get back to town around this time, I go in on those Saturdays and start working with the kids and rehearsing songs for a Christmas Eve show. And they're all in Spanish. They're called Viancicos. It's just, you know, there's the songs we know as kids, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Well, Mm -hmm. we're doing that one in Spanish, too. But Uh um, I've been, this will be my fifth season helping these kids put together a little Christmas Eve performance. So there is a way for me to work with kids here. Awesome. um, And and practice being kind of a a teacher and (laughs) practice my command verbs. That's like what you need with children. (laughs) Sit there. Don't touch that. Right, right. But it's like this is a community service, right? Like you're not being, you know, compensated for your time. So amazing that you found this group to work with and that you're 
being a part of the, you know, immersing yourself in the community. It's easy to go to a new place and just sort of hang with the expats or hang with the tourists or in those locations. But to really immerse yourself in culture and community, I think, is a really, really cool thing, too. Yeah. And that's always been a part of my motivation. Being here is not taking advantage of the luxuries we have um, being visitors to this country, but really celebrating it and experiencing as much of the local culture and getting into it yeah well as we can yeah stoli you truly are super um so so how can we i you know we know the artist's mind never rests and you are uh you know constantly pushing and creating and doing new and different and fun things what's the best again remind the listeners the best way to uh, keep up with you and follow you and hear everything or see everything or just stay on top of everything that's going on with you yeah well i'm still very active on facebook which i know is getting antiquated for some people but i do have an instagram account which is super stoli and um through both of those pages i'm, I'm doing something called new word wednesday so there's a a new spanish word every wednesday just to build up your vocabulary if that's something important to you but you know through um youtube as well nice nice but lots going on well stoli thank you super stoli i have to you you are super and it it must be noted (laughs) super stoli thank you so much for your time again now get back to the the daiquiris and the pina coladas and and i actually have a dentist appointment that's where i'm headed next (laughs) and the dentist you know it's really important even when you're in paradise take care of your teeth all right thank you uh thank you so so much much for touching base with me nice to talk to you and now here is super stoli's brand new song fuerte sin farar Play a little song, toca una canción, on a little guitar, una guitarita, you can play it too, serás una estrellita, play a little song, toca una canción, on a little drum, un pequeño tambor, you can play it too, con mucho más sabor, so open the window and At the top of our lungs, at the top of our lungs. Ahora vamos a bailar, no dejes de saltar. Como Roxanne, sube el volumen si pueden escuchar. Esta melodía nos va a encantar y todo el mundo va a brillar.
pausa Sube el volumen si pueden escuchar Esta melodía nos va a encantar Todo el mundo va a brillar And here is Allison Faith Levy returning to the Good Stuff Kids podcast to talk about her brand new song, All I Want for Hanukkah is a Ukulele. Here we here we here we go. There we, we go. We are going. <laughs> it is it's amazing to welcome back my friend. Allison Faith Levy to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Allison, we just spent some time catching up, but for those of you who are not listening to our conversation that just happened, which is everybody, how are you? I am doing so well. Thank you so much. I'm very just, I'm raising a kid who's a freshman in college and I'm making music and I'm finishing a master's degree. Um, so it's it's been a busy and fun time. Amazing. And mm-hmm. we're, t- we're talking, this is sort of like both a uh, sneak preview as well as like a real tangible preview uh, for, for some new music that you have coming out. You have a new record. Are, are you willing to give away the title of the new record that's coming out? Not, you know, in, in like the fall of 2020, or should we keep that even secret too? No, that's okay. We can, I'm happy to share it. It's called You Are Magic, and it is a collection of new original songs um, that are based, sort of loosely based in Jewish values. Um, so there's, you know, they can be secular songs or they can have, a, you know, a deeper Jewish meaning just depending on how you listen to it, but they're all just about, you know, good values to kun alum. And, you know, there's a song about teshuva, about turning around to your, to be your best self and, you know, taking care of people. They're just all, uh, based in these nice universal values that families can, can enjoy. So yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. And I think, you know, Teshuva is forgiveness and Tikkun Olam is, is repairing the world. And these are all mm-hmm. values that are universal and that lots and lots of families are trying to teach their kids. Um, exactly. And, and we happen to be speaking, it's December 10th and we're about two weeks away from Hanukkah, the holiday. And mm-hmm. um, it was brought to my... Now, Mike, t- I have a question oh, for you. Oh, the tables have turned. Yes. How do you spell Hanukkah? Oh, I, I actually, I am a, I am not militant. Militant is the wrong word, but I spell Hanukkah the same way every time. C-H-A-N-N-U-K-A-H. How do you spell Hanukkah? That is so interesting. So I do also spell with a C-H, but only one N. Oh, I mean, one thing that's really important for folks to know about Hanukkah is you can spell it probably eight different ways. It's very confusing. Yeah, which is coincidental (laughs) because there's eight nights of Hanukkah. And it is sort of a a tradition for for families on nights of Hanukkah to get to give gifts, right? Parents give gifts to their kids. And have you ever been in a situation where, oh, I don't know, you wanted something for Hanukkah and maybe to the point where like 
You wrote a song about it? <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so funny you ask that. Oh, that was the cheesiest. I'm so sorry. I'm so glad you have a good sense of humor and you're willing to, to go with me in this. <laughs> that was very kind of you. <laughs> it really happened to me. Um, exactly. So I play in a band, you know, I have my band and um, one of my main bandmates uh, who sings backup and plays ukulele and she's just incredible at the ukulele and for so long, I would watch her play and we would just be jamming along. And I, I, it just didn't occur to me that I, I should probably do that too. Um, and I, so I said to her, and I was joking with her and I said, gosh, I, all I want is a ukulele. And she was like, well, you should just get one and teach yourself how to play it. It's really not that hard. And uh, so I got one and immediately wrote this song. It's like the first thing I did once I learned enough chords <laughs> oh nice and and it's called all i want for hanukkah is a ukulele and exactly. um how would you describe it like what would you describe as like the genre of the song um well it's funny because some people have said it's got a bit of a little country flair to it um but i think it's just kind of old-time folky you know it's folk music mm -hmm. it's really folk music and mm -hmm. we added like a little funky dance beat to it so kids can get up and dance around to it too so it's it's a uh, folk pop mm -hmm. and and this song with some nice harmonies definitely nice harmonies mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. and so there's there's you know there's the dreidel song right like we have a little dreidel we made it out of clay mm -hmm. and and it's time for something new and i'm really thankful right. to have this song to add to the hanukkah repertoire because there's not much. There's not much out there. and There uh, really isn't. I find that with a lot of uh, Jewish holiday music in general, it's it's either very old school, um, it, some of it's kind of downbeat sounding, you know, and it's just like it was time for something new and modern and fun that was, you know, just it, it just lifted families and made them feel happy. So I'm, I'm glad that I could add to the canon of new Hanukkah songs. <laughs> yes. Awesome. And and it's much yeah. appreciated. Would you say that this is a, a good example or a sneak preview of what the new record is going to be like? Is it, um, is this song going to be on the new record or is this just like a total appetizer for what's to come? This is very different. Okay. Actually. It's interesting. You ask that because this is, is very light um, and kind of, uh, I would say a little more DIY sounding. It's a little rough around the edges, very, um, just loose. Um, the album is much more full and produced and a little more, um, you know, it's got some deeper feelings and some, uh, mm -hmm. more kind of, uh, deeper emotional, uh, underpinnings to it. it. So, uh, I think it's, it's a little different, but I'm excited to have this just to, to be able to have something out there, especially have something out there in the Jewish world, which is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. So it's exciting to be able to do that. Well, awesome. And looking forward to the new record and looking yeah, forward to, I can't wait. And, and, and looking forward to sharing this song. All I want for Hanukkah is a ukulele. And, um, I, uh, you know, how can, how can folks get this song? Is this, is this where folks get music? Is it out? It is everywhere. So right. I'll tell you, you can you can stream it on Spotify 
And I also have a playlist up on Spotify of just hipster Hanukkah music. That's really fun. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I called it, it's a hipster Hanukkah mix for Hanukkah. And I spelled Hanukkah both ways just to confuse people. Uh-huh. Um, but you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, CD Baby, Google Play. It's, it's basically everywhere. So um, it fits into any holiday mix. If you want to throw a Hanukkah song into your Christmas mix, yeah. you can throw this one in there. Um, it's a two minute banger, right? Two it's going to get the party banger. started. I totally, promise. Totally. <laughs> awesome. Well, Allison, it was great to talk to you. And I, I am thrilled to say that we're going to do this again when the new record comes out. And thanks for continuing to be a, be a part of the good stuff. Kids podcast entourage. Oh, Mike, thank you so much. And happy holidays to all your listeners. All right. Happy holidays, and thank you to Gina Lena, Super Stoli, and Allison Faith Levy for sharing their new music and for talking to me again here on the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed. Talk to you very, very, very soon. Stuff.